a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the program, episode 19 of Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. I'm grateful to you for joining us. Uh, how about that rant I went on about license plates in the last uh, segment? I'm going to be honest. I, when I woke up this morning, I did not anticipate getting so worked up over a uh, license plate. Uh, brief recap. In the last segment, we talked about uh, a vanity plate spotted out in Salt Lake City, uh, which read, deport them. So someone had filled out the personalized license plate form, sent it off to the DMV, and they got back in the mail their license plate, uh, which they're driving around now. Uh, it reads, deport them. Uh, not so great, right? Uh, I think we can agree with that. <clears throat> um, got an interesting text message. Uh, question asked, technically, I believe the license plate actually belongs to the state of Utah, not the vehicle owner. So uh, their house, their rules. Um, I, I'm checking on that. I had that very same question this morning. Who is the technical owner of the plate? Not that it changes the nature of this uh, debate or anything, but it's an interesting question nonetheless. Uh, maybe if you plan on keeping yours at the end uh, uh, of its run, maybe this changes things for you. Anyway, uh, not the topic of this section, but uh, guess what? I have great news. Uh, you know this uh, this little segment we do from time to time? I give Paul KSL News Radio's Paul Nelson a call. Well, he's been assigned to this license plate story, so he right now is out and about digging up information, uh, and I think producer Amy has reached out, and we're going to try to speak to him later on in the program. Uh, again, I didn't intend uh, to go on a rant about license plate, let alone did I intend to dedicate two segments of today's radio program to license plates. Uh, so Maybe, maybe there will be a second license plate segment on the program today later on down the road. This segment, though, uh, has to do with a war powers resolution, a concurrent resolution uh, passed by the House of Representatives uh, just yesterday. We spoke to many members of Utah's federal delegation yesterday. We spoke to uh, Rob Bishop in particular, and we he and I went back and forth about uh, the nature of these types of resolutions. And uh, w- whenever you hear... Uh, the word resolution in Congress uh, or Congress voting on or passing or debating or drafting a resolution, just know that that's almost meaningless. Resolutions once voted upon and before, uh, but resolutions do not carry uh, the weight of law. Uh, They impose no requirements on anything They are merely a way for the Congress uh, to communicate its uh, collective attitude, or at least majority attitude, the attitude held by those who vote in favor of something. But yesterday, and uh, and today, in fact, as I look on the 24-hour, we've got a bunch of TVs here in the studio, we're very high-tech. As I look at the 24-hour news outlets right now, I can see the little uh, lower third, they call it, in uh, TV speak. Down at the bottom, where all the words are, uh, just below all the talking heads, I can see headline after headline. 
headline that's making reference still to these uh, to the War Powers Resolution, uh, the 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 piece of legislation voted on by the House, which would tie the hands of the president. Let me tell you what best case scenario. Nancy Pelosi introduces uh, this resolution. It's voted on by the Senate. Again, best case scenario for Nancy Pelosi. Uh, Leader McConnell picks it up in the Senate. The Senate votes on it, passes it. It still doesn't do anything to bind the hands uh, of the president or to control his actions or to influence anything he may do uh, now or in the future with regards to Iran. So anyway, I, that's just that's my soapbox. Let me get back now down to the, the events that played out yesterday. I think it's very safe to assume uh, how Utah's Republican members of the House uh, voted yesterday. And you'd be right. They all voted against it. And so that leaves one question mark. Utah's uh, federal delegation in the House includes one Democrat, Ben McAdams. Uh, and he, we've spoken to Representative McAdams a few times on this issue. He, though, surprised me yesterday. <clears throat> he voted against this, nine, this non-binding war powers resolution on Iran. And he uh, put out a piece of uh, literature explaining his rationale for why he voted against uh, House Concurrent Resolution 83. And I'd like to read some of that for you. Now, he says, this is again Representative McAdams following his vote against the War Powers Resolution yesterday. Again, the non-binding. That means it carries no force or weight. Uh, He says the drone strike ordered by President Trump that killed Qasem Soleimani delivered justice to a murderous terrorist who was responsible for the deaths of hundreds of American service members. We've heard that uh, repeated many, many times. Uh, He gets into the, the specifics here. Representative McAdams says, I refuse to play politics when the lives of American service members are on the line. I stand with our men and women in the armed forces and the American people ahead of any political party. The War Powers Act of 1973 already restricts the president's ability to engage in military conflict without congressional authorization and protecting America and preserving peace are my priorities. Therefore, I do not support this non-binding resolution. He spoke yesterday afternoon with KSL News Radio's Jeff Kaplan explaining more. I just saw this resolution as, as posturing. You know, the the War Powers Act of 1973, it already restricts the president's ability to engage in military conflict without congressional authorization. So uh, people had set this up to be a, a vote on whether or whether or not we're going to war with Iran. The president does not have authority to go to a war with Iran. Um, and for me, um, I, you know, I just felt like I didn't I didn't want to engage in political posturing. I, I didn't support the non-binding resolution. At the same time, I do support uh, I, I do support uh, continued dialogue between the president and Congress to figure out what our goals are, what our strategies are for the Middle East. I firmly oppose any escalation of hostilities in the Middle East without a coherent and defined plan um, that authorizes the use of military force. Um, you know, Congress needs to debate what our strategy is for the Middle East. I don't want to see us in endless wars that are expensive and and costly in lives and, and dollars to the American people. But, you know, I just felt that this was a time where uh, we need to recognize and give President Trump uh, the recognition that he, he took action that, um, that brought a, a 
murderous terrorists to justice? That's Representative Ben McAdams speaking to KSL News Radio's Jeff Kaplan. The the reason I'm sharing this with you now, and you can say that's a day, day late, um, is because it's interesting. And I think sometimes when folks do things out of principle, it deserves praise. Uh, Representative McAdams uh, stands alone in Utah's federal delegation, and that's a, a challenging thing. That means that. Uh, Likely, you know, if you if you broke out the polls, and I know that Salt Lake City and Salt Lake County and uh, in some, I know that there are areas uh, that are, are more uh, Democrat than Republican here in the state of Utah. Uh, but the reality is, and I think all would agree, that most folks here are Republican uh, minded and vote Republican. I think that bears out uh, in the that plays out in the makeup of Utah's federal delegation. It's an undeniable reality. And so he's in a difficult spot uh, as he tries to, uh, you know, uh, appeal to uh, many members of his district. Uh, but he also has folks back in Washington to deal with. And uh, and I am pretty well sure he caught some grief uh, for taking this stand yes, yesterday. He said again, I refuse to play politics when the lives of American service members are on the line. I do not support this non-binding uh, resolution. So I'm, I'm glad that he did that. I'm pleased uh, to hear him not only cast his vote in this direction, but I am pleased to see him explaining it in, in terms uh, like this. So uh, good for you, sir. Well done, uh, Representative McAdams. Uh, uh, anyway, that's that for that segment. Uh, next up, we're going to speak to the 2020 Utah Mother of the Year, Barbara Booth. Next up here on Live Mike, I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.